up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Saino Lynn, and you are back for another awesome episode of Cosines and Tangents. I have another awesome guest for you guys today. Guys, girls, or theys, or who's. I have another awesome guest. His name is Brandon, and I actually got a chance to um, meet, I don't know, meet him or see him more on TikTok, you know, that's where I'm getting a lot of my people from TikTok. And he was just awesome. I I I'm just gonna let him introduce himself and then we're just gonna get into it and just have a great conversation. So Brandon, go ahead whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Hello everyone. <laughs> Hello everyone. My name is Brandon Joseph. I'm an actor, speaker. Uh I call myself a world changer. Um I actually just finished shooting a lifetime movie. Um, in Los Angeles in the beginning of March and then I'm about to shoot another uh, pilot next week and you know and I actually just made a YouTube channel just speaking on purpose, faith and motivation so just trying to touch lives use the um, use what God has given me and uh, spread my light how I can and let me tell you guys he really did just get me together <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I had a transparent moment, and that's one of the reasons why I like having this podcast, because I want people to feel safe and feel the ability to be open and honest and just know that you're in a good space. So I, I was open, and I was like, I'm a little nervous, you know, because I'm used to kind of interviewing my friends and, and just people that I know. But since he's a virtual stranger, um, <laughs> I was, like, really nervous. But he just calmed my whole spirit down. So I'm, I'm really excited just to share and just talk with you so um thank you so much for you know giving me your time today brandon um and like i said i saw you on tiktok my first video of yours on tiktok <laughs> was where <laughs> or you were just you you looked straight at the camera and you were just telling black women how much you love us and i was like okay king <laughs> and that just it's just something that i think i just needed to hear at the time i don't know i can't remember what was going on but in this time where we just seem so divided, even down like racial and gender lines, it was just nice to hear some some affirmation from a black king. So thank you. <laughs> um, so tell me just a little bit, just because I know uh, also the other thing is I was uh, watching your live and then you talked about just some of your background, how you actually came from more of a like an educational program? Oh, um, in New York, I was a paraprofessional, which is basically a teacher who works usually one-to-one -one with kids mm -hmm. with IEPs who are individual uh, educational plans. That's what that means. Okay. So, yeah, I've done that. After that, I was a youth counselor working with youth. I'm sorry. Working with girls in the juvenile justice system. Mm. And then after that, I was a sociotherapist working with youth in foster care. And that's when I received my calling for going into acting and touched a lot of things in between that. Oh, man. So can I ask you, how old are you? Because you seem like you've lived a lot of lives. But, you know, <laughs> when you're black, we can't tell how old each other are. We're just like, oh. <laughs> so I usually don't say that, however. Oh, okay. No, I usually, I usually don't say it just because of, like, just acting and things of that nature. But I am in my 20s. Oh, oh okay, cool. I'm in cool. my 20s, late 20s. Oh my gosh, so, so such a lot of life just to already be in your 20s and just have so much experience, especially because like, I think when you said that you were uh, like in the therapy range, I was like, oh, I gotta talk to him because I'm very passionate to talk with black men 
uh, just black people, but mostly black men about their their mental health and what are they doing and how are they doing? Because um, I remember seeing like a like a stream of TikTok videos where men in general was just saying how people don't really care about their mental health, and I was like, that's not true. But I do think there is a societal divide when it comes to that. Do you have any feelings about that? Most definitely. Um, first and foremost, just us as men. We're actually taught to withhold our feelings, withhold our emotions and things of that nature. And it's not the most healthiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. And um, on top of that, a lot of us, we're, uh, we're taught to be protectors. We're not taught to be, you know, lovers or expressors and things of that nature. And on mm -hmm. top of that, you know, with society, I don't feel... You know, I agree. I don't believe we are um, in a society to where we can't express ourselves. Because I actually mm -hmm. looked at a post maybe a few days ago, and you know, we see how people have mental breakdowns. You see when Tyrese was on social media crying about his daughter, and everyone made a meme at it, me uh, a meme at it, mm -hmm. laughing. Mm -hmm. So there's that. There's when uh, Will Smith he's on a red table talk with his wife, and she's talking about how she slept with August, and people yeah. are laughing at Will and like making memes out of him. So it's like, you know, it's to a point where, dang, when I try to express myself, I get laughed at. I get shunned. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a tough space to be. And lastly, I saw this one um, player. Um, his name is Michael Beasley. And he was on this, um, like he, he was on a podcast or a radio uh, thing. And he was talking about, you know, all he does is play ball and, you know, there's nothing else he wants to do. Like, he made it sound like he was very shut off from the world. And the, <clears throat> as they, they kind of shifted in the conversation, it was like, yo, if you need someone to chill with and all that, you know, I'm here for you. And he's like, nah, I don't need that, man. A lot of people say that, but they don't really mean it. They're not really there for you. And he had <clears throat> like a real moment. And it's like, wow. But that's one moment where they, they felt the realness in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was there to have his back. But he was even saying like, no one's really here for you. You know what I mean? People yeah. say that, you know, it's just, it was very deep. But I think it's very real, you know. Yeah, because <clears throat> I think I saw that. And maybe because I'm not a I'm not a sports aficionado. But I think was it the one where the guy uh, he was talking about how his mom stole from him, like how everybody stole from him or something like that. I it was so. more, yeah, and I saw that, and it just broke my heart because the fact that he just doesn't feel safe and because I think you're, you're right. Because like, we do think of men in those areas of just being protectors. And, and I don't know if it's just, and I don't think it's just relegated to the black community. I think we see it just from the black perspective that, you know, of, of like a certain emotionality that men have to have. And, and women have to have. So we kind of pigeonhole each other. And so that's why I, I felt really bad because I'm like, you can have emotions. You are, but thing is, I get it. You don't want to be laughed at for those emotions because that's that's hard to be laughed at for your emotions and, and not feel like you have any support. Yeah, and it's deeper than that. Cause it's like, I think it could be from any cohort. It can be from any background, but I feel like it's more so in, you know, the less fortunate communities let's mm. say like i feel like certain things we go through it's due to a fact of us being from a poor background um, you know us the being, social like, economic side yes you know joked on you know people would strip you and like and you're you know we joke and stuff but like when we joke we in a sense some people are trying to strip you 
<clears throat> you know, of anything. So it's like you, you know, you have to put on this facade, and it's just like you know, if you're disrespected, you got to fight. Some people, I don't want to fight, so I, I want to put on this facade to protect myself. Right. So it's a lot of things that come with it. Right, and that makes sense because I'm from Memphis, so, so if you Memphis is like hood as fuck. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be on my dog because I do curse, and so you can curse too. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Memphis is hood as hell, and so you did have to keep up. A level because I know I, I even do it too because we as black women we do have a, a, a stigma as well of being the strong black woman and that could be the angry black woman if I don't show a certain type of energy and I've always in my personal life I've always wrote the super nice black woman and I don't know if that's just because of who I am or society but if I, I know like if I ever show like a level of anger is always like oh why are you so angry i was like i'm not angry i'm just passionate and i but thing is i can't show it because i don't want to show i don't want to sell tears because i don't want to seem as weak as either so we're all kind of just pigeonheld into like you said the social economic cultural suppression of our emotions i think so i never thought about it like that though how Cause I'm like, so do you think like people who are in higher social economical statuses can show emotions more or just have more opportunities? More opportunities. I think it's certain, there's certain things that come with it. I feel like with us coming from where we come from, having to have that guard up all the time, yeah. it makes it even tougher for us to whether it's seek help, receive help, um, accept help and to, um, really walking our truth. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's more acceptable in the, you know, I guess the Caucasian or any other uh, ethnicity, ethnicity or race to get therapy. It's not big on our side. Right. You know, and, therapy. Right. We look for, uh, and, you know, no shame, but like we do go into like churches or nothing yes. <laughs> it's usually like church or nothing <laughs> like take a nap or, or alcohol or drugs or something like that but you know i think you really hit on something i just kind of want to go back into the social economic side of it because i think we we do see it as a divide racially right but i also think there the big divide is the social economics because i think what the one thing i saw on tiktok was just white men who were talking about they don't give a, people don't give a crap about our emotions. And I'm thinking maybe it also whiteness, white people in a lower sec, uh, economical status too feel the same way. Cause I think people think of therapy as a luxury and not a actual right or a, like a normal, <laughs> like a normal, you know, medical need. We think of right. it as a luxury, like I'm gonna get a massage. That's luxury, but right. no, like, Therapy should be like top tier, especially after the 2020 that everyone had in the whole goddamn world. Most definitely. And I think a, a thing is we don't touch on that because mm-hmm. we, I think it's a, a misrepresentation of what is priority. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it's similar to when you want to talk about what Trump is doing and then I'm just bringing up random random president but people oh, talk yeah. about trump and things of that nature and what he's doing and things of that nature you know yeah he's talking about building walls and things of that nature but i can't 
I can't even fathom to even think or give attention to that because I got to work on making sure my kids are eating. I got to make sure I'm bringing money into this crib. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's there's things going on in the world, but because I still have to worry about um, how my kids will get to school, how we gonna eat, you know, how am I going to even get to work in the morning? I have these problems I have to work on. So that the problems that are nationally happening, it. I can't give any attention to that because my attention is on what I feel is important. We would, we will push aside. We push aside the doctor going to the doctor. We feel like something's wrong with us, but it's like, I don't have the time or money to bring any other issues into what's going on now because what I already have is heavy. This is a mm-hmm. heavy plate in front of me. So let me push this aside to deal with this. So yeah. like we, we bottle and keep all these things um, that we should allowed to come to the surface, we bottle, we bottle them up and push it to the side so we can work on what other things we may feel is important to do. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm definitely guilty of that. <laughs> it's just like, I just made myself go to the doctor. Like, I got a new job and I was like, oh, I'm going to just work on this job. And I realized I was slowly feeling terrible. I was like, crap, I forgot I need to take care of myself. Because right. like people, I think we think like self-care is just like, let me get a massage and let me get my nails done. But no, self-care needs to be like, you're going to therapy, you're going to your doctor's appointments on time, you're making sure that you ain't visually impaired. It's just a lot of different things that we, we like to focus on the superficiality of self-care and what it looks like. But really, it's like the deep down internal stuff that you have to work on. Right. And it was deep, yeah. Yeah, no, um, I totally agree. Yeah. So you said something like that just bring out, you know, people don't have time to let their true self show because of the guard. So let me just kind of get into you, Mr. Brandon, Joseph. Uh, uh-huh. Who who were you before you found your true self? Before I. Well, are you still like because uh, you started um, you? Well, who is your true self? How about that? I rephrase it like. I seem like you were able to find your true self now, or are you still working on that? Um, it's an it's a everlasting journey. Mm-hmm. There's been, I've been moments where I was in high school, and I feel like, oh, man, I found myself. I know who I am. <laughs> I go to college, and I'm like, oh, man, now, whoa, now I'm walking to who I am. And mm-hmm. now I'm in a space where I'm like, whoa, like my eyes are open. <laughs> and um, I'm, tr- I'm truly walking in my purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's me with just my... Uh, connection and sitting with God like I'm very big on prayer and mm-hmm. uh you know making sure my spirit's right and connecting with God to see you know where I am to go and do and what he wants me to do in my life because he wants greater for me right but, um just knowing and I have clarity on that I walk in that mm. and now okay. I feel like I'm also you know it's an everlasting journey as to how to grow evolve Mm-hmm. Uh, to be a better person and be a better light and to use everything that is in you in this world because we're here yeah. to serve others. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, my my goal in life now, well, it's always been, but, you know, we hid behind, like, um, working and just doing things to get by. It's this uh, quote I saw. It's just, I want, when the day that I, I leave this earth, I want to stand before God exhausted because all of my purpose, all the purpose and gifts that he gave me, I tried to put it out in the world. You have to. There's yeah. this great, there's this great, I forgot who said it, but there's a, um, they were saying this great explanation. And they said, imagine you're on your deathbed 
and you're, and you're surrounded by all the gifts and talents that were put in you. And they're looking mm. at you in that bed, mad and disgusted because you oh. didn't put them into the world. They're looking <laughs> at you. They could have had a chance to um, expand your legacy, to touch others, to uh, bring forth change and light into this world, but you allowed it to keep it inside of you. Mm. So now they're looking at you upset because they didn't have that opportunity to shine through you. Mm. I, I saw that quote. I think it was Denzel, maybe? Because, you know, he always comes with the jewels. Oh, yeah, Denzel got some I don't think it was him, but Denzel. Oh, I, man, I, I, I uh-huh. just listened to Denzel before we got on this call, too. Oh, really? I love him. I that man, he's, ooh, he just, I love all the things that he said. But, yeah, you're probably right there, because I remember hearing that, too, and that actually really motivated me, because I'm like, I don't want, I don't want my gift for Gab to be mad at me. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So like with your ever revolving true self. So what were some of the things that made you realize that acting was one of the things you want to get into after working as a counselor and working with uh, being an educator? So what made you get into the acting sphere? So in college, my freshman year, you know, a few people approached me about, yeah, like two modeling groups in my school. Um, I did. You said it was what? I'm sorry. Like modeling. Oh, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. And then modeling and things of that nature in school. So that was like, I guess, a touch into it. I didn't say when I was like a child, but like I always, you know, I never really walked in, walked, walked in it. So I did that. But then uh, my junior and senior year, you know, I tried it to like, someone asked me to help with a skit they had. So I did that. And then my senior year, I took an acting elective. And my teacher, she was actually a pastor as well. But she, um, she took a very strong interest in me and like pushing me to, you know, audition for this or do, uh, do this and do that. And so a seed was planted and I was like, I think mm. I met someone while I was a youth counselor working with the girls in juvenile justice uh, system. And she was from Atlanta and, uh, you know, she was a writer, director and things of that nature. And I was like, oh, well, I think something I enjoy doing. If you want to act there, let me know. Um, mm. But long story short a number of things just came into play and then I think when I started uh working as the uh working with the uh as a sociotherapist it just it just came heavy on me and I felt Mm. it was a calling simply saying you are to act Mm -hmm. and when I think when I thought that I was like okay cool so when I when I when I know I heard something from the Lord I'm like I'm jumping on it so um I went and got acting classes, put a resume up, got some headshots, and I tried to, you know, go forward. But what's deeper is I simply think God needed, wanted me to be at a, a, a higher platform than what I had for myself. Mm-hmm. And with that, there's something he, um, there's a number of things he told me, but it was like, A, was to accept the bigger picture, and B, I received a word and he um, basically, he told me, he's not worried about me acting. He's worried about my character. Mm-hmm. So in this journey, he's developed my character. And so I'm like, I am nowhere near who I was probably five years ago. Mm. But like developing my characters to a point where, yes, I can give you these blessings, but I want to make sure when I give it to you, you do not destroy it. When I yeah. give it to you, you're able to not only um, get there, but you're able to sustain it. Because when you're able to sustain it, you can create... Uh, prosperity for not only you but for the rest of your family mm-hmm. and when I put you to that level I want to make sure you, you have every, everything you have in you you're able to give back to others to uplift yeah. them 
that's beautiful. Can I ask you this? It might be a personal question, but how do you, how do you feel that God speaks to you? So God speaks to me. He speaks to me through my dreams. He speaks to mm. me. At times, there's been a few times I heard his voice, and it shook me. <laughs> it's mm. been like three times I knew I heard his voice. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, but he's, most of the times, he speaks to me through my dreams, uh, mm-hmm. through visions. And a lot of times, you know, I ask for, you know, God's things of that nature. He'll, he'll show me through signs and wonders. It may be something... Um, he may speak to me through other people. Sometimes mm. you don't like, you know, to hear other people speak, but sometimes you need to make sure you put a different hat on, be able to hear and allow yourself to hear. A lot of us, you know, we go through life, you know, playing music all day and we go watch TV and then we go talk to our friends. It's like, give yourself, put yourself in a position to hear and receive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he speaks to me in a, a number of ways. It could be something I'm watching on TV and then something shows and I can sit there hmm. I believe that's the Lord speaking to me. So he'll speak to me whether it's through other people, yeah. dreams, a number of ways. Awesome. Thank you for sharing it. Because I know, like, I feel, because uh, I want to get into kind of like a spirituality and just kind of see where you are. But I feel like with God, he, because I think people are always expecting, like, a burning bush or just, like, a loud right. thundering noise. But I, I, I'm like you. I feel like God speaks to me through people, the interactions that I can I can have. Um, speaking to strangers or just anybody, I'm just like, oh, that hit me. That 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 said a word to my whole spirit. So I like that. I was just curious because I feel like we need to hear because I think we're expecting just like a dramaticism, but I think God it can be very subtle and He can also be very dramatic. No, he's yeah. like, oh, you're not getting the picture, sis. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely right. Because I spoke to somebody who I know hears from well from the Lord, and I'm like, man. I'll be waiting for God. I, I, I want God to like talk to me, talk to me. Like, hey, God, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Brandon? What do you? No, I want that kind of talk. But she, someone I was talking to, she was like, no, you hear very well from God. And mm-hmm. if anything, a lot of times, if I feel I hear him, I'll wait and make sure it's him. I'm like, was right, that you or is that just me trying to jump on something? So I sit and listen. But basically, she said, no, you hear very well from him because, you know, you, you know, your dreams, how I move, you know, I'll make sure and confirm with other people who I know who are people of God and things of that nature. But um, yeah, you have to trust. And a lot of times, this, let me say this last part. Yeah, the, please. The will of God is revealed, by, is revealed by the peace of God. So a lot of times we may go through something. We may just want to do something on our own, but there's something inside of us that's like, oh, I don't know if I should do it. But sometimes we go ahead and do it no matter what. When a lot of times now, I, I sit I sit and wait to be like, should I do this? Whether I want it as bad as I want. It doesn't matter how bad I want it. I kind of sit to make sure because not everything is shiny is good. Mm-hmm. So I sit and make sure God is just you. And if I, have <laughs> pe- if I have peace in my heart, then I move forward with it. Okay. I if like not, that. then it's like, I don't, because again, if I don't have peace in my heart about it, then I know that's not God. I know that's not his will. And I know this, this will probably cause more damage than what I see from face value. Yeah, I could definitely see that because it's like you feel like you like, yeah, I'm gonna make that decision, but then you just feel that uneasiness, that unrest, right. that just like you like, I just something just don't feel right. So right. I get that. I get that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I I I know like with me, I've been going through I guess I, I say a spiritual journey. I just been like after the last few years, I know I haven't really been going to church, but I've been kind of just trying to go on a different type of walk just because I feel like religion it's hard to 
contend because people have a a tendency to ruin things. They have their own agenda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they have their own agenda. You're right. And so, like, I've just been trying to focus on the God of things and the 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 actual things that He wants, and not what people see. So, can I? So I can, like, can I ask you just, where are you, like, are you spiritual? Are you religious? Or are you, you know, are you just a, you have a fervent walk with God? So what do you do to kind of keep your religiosity? So your, um, your spirituality? I, I don't really consider myself uh, religious because I know just, <laughs> I know religious people, they're so caught up on the law. They don't, they're not open or able to receive certain things. I simply call myself a follower of Christ mm-hmm. and I lead with yeah. love. I don't care who you are. You could be uh, gay, straight, you know, you could have felony on you. Like, I don't care. Like, for right. the most part, I know God loves you. And, like, whatever you've been through, I know he can use you. Some mm-hmm. people who are religious, you know, they, you know, they just condemn you because of things that you've done. But it's like, nah, what you've done gives you the right to touch others in the same walk that you've been in. He, right. God can use anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I'm like, um, I- I, I feel that too. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because uh, I, I, that's how I that's how I try to operate in the world too. I'm like God, and He already told us not to judge. So why are you putting up the pulling up your your all your judgment? There was this exactly. poster I saw. This like God said, just be good to everybody and let me sort it out. I'm like exactly. We'd be a lot happier. It was just let God sort it out in the end. This <laughs> is like yeah. treat people nice and let God sort it out because he he's probably going to be a lot more nicer. Well, he is. He's a lot more nicer than what people put out there. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. There was. I used to. I used to talk to this girl when I was in college, and um, she was with her um, her friend. He was gay, and you know we were talking. And then I think he just like I think he was coming to grips like, "Yo, I'm gay," and blah 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 blah. And the girl ended up telling him like, mm, "You know, you're going to hell, right?" And I was my head was like, oh, what? No. I looked at her like, "Why the freak would you say that to somebody?" Because the thing oh. is. You don't know, first of all, you don't know his walk with God. The thing is, that's the thing, because a lot of people, they go by just the law and quote, unquote, what their pastors and things say. But to be completely honest with you, um, what allows us to go into heaven, I'm not going to get too, you know, churchy and whatnot. But the thing is, it was the heart. If you allow, if you accept Christ into your heart, mm-hmm. then like you're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, you don't know, because people, people's, the thing is, people sin every single day. I can walk right. by and see a, a beautiful woman. I'm like, man, the things I do to her, boom, you just send. You just has a lot. You know what I mean? So it's to a point where why does why does that sin? Why does why is it lesser than the person who's gay? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like people try to make it black and white, and it's just like, nah, okay, they sin. Right. God still loves them. You sin, he loves you. So why are we trying to put other people down? Right. I'm like, we wake up sin and when I we wake when like women, we walk around people with our hair uncovered. <laughs> like we true. wear mixed, we wear mixed fabrics. We eat swine. We like we wake up sitting sometimes, you know. Like you know, so I completely agree. I completely agree because like um, it was something you said that I just oh I completely because like um people always seem to forget that like Jesus died for all sins, but not just he didn't like get on the cross. Was like I'm dying for every sin except X Y Z and this one exactly. I was like, he died for us all. And I'm just like, why are y'all making all these? I'm like, Jesus is who we're supposed to be following, right? And mm-hmm. so why are we keep on bringing back old stuff? <laughs> like, let's, exactly. go, let's start where, where he stopped and he died for us and rose after three days for us. 
and took all the sin. So why we keep making up old stuff? Like, why exactly. we keep bringing back this? And so that's, that's my struggle and that I'm struggling with, but I'm still like, I still love Jesus. I'm like, Jesus is cool. And I love, mm-hmm. I like reading, like, uh, I, I'm more of a, cause I study anthropology and psychology. So I love like, um, empirical proof. And mm-hmm. so I was reading like this, um, book of called the cold case of Jesus. And it just talked about how there's this empirical proof that Jesus existed. It was like, you guys, there's the Bible, but there's also proof that Jesus existed. So why exactly. don't we just act like that and treat people good? <laughs> just stop exactly. tripping. <laughs> and that's what that's the deep that's the deep part of it too. So like mm-hmm. we are like so we're all created in the image of likeness of God, right? Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is we are all different. Why are we different? We're here to be of service to others. But the thing is, for us to be different, we all have different temptations. We have different mm-hmm. things that we have different vices. Right. So the thing is, my sin, I can be extremely, I can be like very lustful. You know, I can be, you know, out in the street, you know, wilding. You can have a different vice, whether that's, um, I don't know, drinking and things of that nature. But the thing is, well, let me take that back. Let's say you, you have a lustful spirit and I have a lustful spirit. But the thing is, what God has put in me, that may be more of a danger to what he wants me to do as opposed to you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So like... Mm. Elaborate. So it's like... <laughs> so there is... Because we're different, we have different gifts and things in our nature. What I'm called to do... They're both still sin. I'm just saying they're both still sin. But I'm right. saying... Um, what I do... What I do may be more of, there may be a bigger consequence because of the calling on my life. Mm. Okay. Yours may be like, so you can drink, it may not be too big of an issue for you, but for me, if I drink, I'm out and belligerent and then I'm causing mayhem. And it's just like, now nah, you're, you're destroying what I've built in you. Some of us have generational. Problems. I get you. Yeah, yeah, I get you. You know what because, I mean? So there's certain. Right. Yeah. I got it. Cause I know like some people, like you said, some people can drink and be cool. Some people like, cause I know I have my, I come from, I have the generational, like my dad was an alcoholic, but he was a happy one. But then mm-hmm. I still have some family members that when they drink, they tend to hold different people. Yeah. And it can just, just ruin the whole vibe. And so for me, like I drink, I'm, I'm happy. Then I go to sleep. <laughs> and right. I don't cause any chaos. So. Right. <laughs> Just straight knocked out. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what it is. So it's like, you know, God is forgiving, He's loving, He's merciful. So it's like, I think it's, you know, we a lot of us sin. We're born into sin. I think mm-hmm. sinning, we, we shouldn't condemn ourselves so much of sin, but I think it's more so when not only do we make it a lifestyle, but we make it like, like we put it above god himself so now now it's a problem because i'm like now i can't reach you you're so caught up in this lifestyle you know what i mean so it's like making sure your priorities are in check and that these things don't take over you to a point where i lost you Mm -hmm. because it it gets to that addiction because that becomes the thing that you worship more than him yes because you're like i cannot wait to get my next bottle you know instead of just like i can't wait to do walk into the grace and the, the gifts that God has given us or right. it's given me, you know, I want to, you, you get distracted by the momentary 
and the instant gratification of whatever your addiction is and you don't and you fail to walk into the purpose that you have absolutely Mm, mm, mm. This took a different turn, and I'm loving our conversation. I'm just gonna <laughs> put that out there. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, because I love because I love having these type of conversations with people, just because one, there's no one perspective of God, because there's you know seven billion people in the world, and not everybody looks at God in the same way or has the same ability to or the same relationship with with God. Because I, this guy called me a, a religious universalist. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. okay. Because, because I think that God is in everything. And even if those, the people that are not familiar with our version of God, it's just, it's God. Because there are so many like um, universal different origin myths with literally the same kind of like funnel it you know like we may start out with a monotheistic view i mean mm-hmm. a polytheistic view of religion but then may we end up kind of going into the same you know one god but technically christianity is kind of polytheistic because we worship the father the god the, the son the father and god or the ghost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but anyway sorry i tangent but anyway <laughs> <laughs> So I think God is in it, in everything. Just to just to wrap it up, like even in because like we think of um, indigenous cultures, it's all the same, just by a different name, and we get so caught up on. I feel like we get caught up on like who's the best. I was like, it's not it's not the best. It's it's all the same. It's right. all the same. He just speaks to us by different names and different deities. We're just all the same to me. Um. So let's kind of still kind of in the same topic. Um, it was a question I wanted to ask you, and I just got caught up in my own. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of going back into the mental health because this, um, because your yes. your your perspective is so so good. Because one, you you have that that background in psychology, and also you're a man, and so that's why I really want to talk to you. So can you tell me just a little bit more just about what things that you do to keep you. Um, like mental health wise, what do you do to support your mental health? Oh yeah, perfect question. Um, to be honest, um, I mean, one of the first things I do is pray and meditate. Um, another thing that I do is I find things that calm me, calm my spirit. Whether that's you know listening to music and uh, a lot, just I have things that I still enjoy doing. Making sure you take a moment to yourself. Some people like watching movies, listening to music, go to the beach do those things I think is good Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times I work 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 (laughs) and a lot of times I have to take a minute so it's like you know it's okay to give yourself that time and a lot of times it's good to be by yourself so you can hear you know organize your thoughts and things of that nature um there are things where I notice like if I'm in a frenzy usually I notice if I'm like whether I'm in a like when I'm like thinking too much I'm like yo I need something to move just down the third I Mm -hmm. don't sit relax breathe I'll pray and be like, all right, cool. Like, cause I know, cause faith, I, I'm bringing it back to faith or whatever, but. Oh, it's okay, definitely. Cause that's, uh, part, of, that's part of your mental health. That's part of how you. Most definitely. So it makes sense. Uh, so I really sit with God and be like, I know if I'm out of touch, mm-hmm. I know I'm not walking in faith fully because mm-hmm. through faith, you know, you put all your worries onto God, you know, you know, he's the author. So I was like, all right, cool. Just, I just know I have to do everything on my part 
So when that's done, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm waiting on God to move. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, because you just said um, it's a part of your mental health. And I wanted to say mm-hmm. that I think it's very, it's interesting because a lot of the people who suffer from a lot of anxiety and things of that nature, for the most part, I notice a lot of people who are very in tune with, you know, uh, God and their faith, they're not the ones who are really dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression and things of that nature. And that's because I feel, you know, we know who is, um, who we serve. Mm-hmm. And knowing, like, you know, putting your, your um, worries and things of that nature into him, therefore, you can kind of move out of the things that kind of draw us. Because a lot of times we fall, we fall victim to what naturally is going on. A lot of us, you know, we're going through financial issues, you know, Mm-hmm. We're going through um, just things like relationships. It's to a point where when you recognize your purpose, you know, recognize, you know, things that you are to do, it's kind of easy to kind of like, I really don't need to deal with that. You know what I mean? It's easy to block those things off. So now you're more so, you put the, in a sense, you put the blinders on. Right. You can so focus. You can focus. So it's like, <laughs> I, know, I know what's really important because when you really put your faith in God, all the things that you're worried about, he'll carry you. He'll bring you through those things. So you're able to still focus on what you need to. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, a lot of my mental health comes from just being in faith and getting my spirit, my mind, uh, my mind, heart in alignment with my spirit. Right. Okay. Well, can you tell me a little bit more just like as a, as a man, mm-hmm. you, how do you feel about like these, these, uh, the word toxic max- masculinity. Um, just because I was looking at other podcasts, this is called Man Enough Podcast. Shout out, I love that podcast. And they always, this one guy was like, I don't, he hates the word toxic when it comes to it. So, how would you define masculinity for yourself? Masculinity for myself. You talking in terms of like, me being ma- masculine or just the yeah. term masculine? Okay. Well, it could be both. It could be like how you think it is, and but or because there's a how you feel that it should be shaped, or how do you how do you define it for yourself? Yeah. Okay, I feel like society makes, um, I guess society they make masculinity as being uh, manly, being the excuse me, being the tough guy, being the protector, being you know, the, the breadwinner being the, the head, I feel like they put a lot of pressure, which I think is on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, not showing emotion, not uh, just making things happen, you know, yeah. and things of that nature. Oh, society is also, depending on the age you're in or, you know, I feel like men are growing up. It's, you know, you got to have the money and you got to have the women. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, you're the man now. You got respect. Mm-hmm. You know, those things. But I feel like true, uh, <coughs> being a true man, mm-hmm. I think that's being able to uh, be a leader, to be able to show emotion. I feel like a lot of us, you know, a lot of society, they put, they look down upon people who cry, but I feel like showing emotion, that shows true strength because we're taught not to show emotion. So if you're, if you're able to be vulnerable around others, that shows true strength. Right. But um, 
being able to show emotion, being able to communicate. Mm. Um, you have to be a good communicator because you can't be a good uh, you can't be a good leader if you can't communicate. You can't you can't build a household. You can't build a family without being a good communicator. Um, being able to um, just a number of things because you can't be. I feel like you can't be a leader without being a student first. You have to be able to listen. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to take criticism. You have to be able to um, find a way where it looks like there's no way. Being able to handle your responsibility. That's how you make up a man. So that is your how you define masculinity for yourself. Masculinity for myself. Yeah. Uh, is that how you define it for yourself? With the being a good leader, listening, communicating, having those vulnerabilities? I would say so. Ooh, okay. I would say so. Awesome. Um, there was another question. Do you, so I'm kind of going on like, I'm hammering you on being a man. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Do you believe in the patriarchy? Depends. What do you mean? Well, okay. I had this conversation with my brother, and he doesn't believe that there was there is a patriarchy, and so we had to come to. I always me and him get into that's that's kind of just a side note, just in case if he ever listens to this is reason why I harp on this uh, masculine um, mental health for men is because I have two brothers, and this is kind of like my love letter to them, just making sure that they know that they're seen. So this is also me having an argument with my brother. Side note. <laughs> So the patriarchy, do you, it's like that patriarchy existed. Like, you know, that men ran everything, basically. You talking about most of the household? Yeah, I guess so. Or just in general, like how, the, how, how our society has been created just by a bi-patriarchal society where men are the head of everything. So, yeah. So I think men are, call, men are called to lead. Ooh, uh, okay. we, we are supposed to lead. But it's, it's when we're not able to lead, if we don't pick up the mantle, if we don't walk in what we truly are, then women have to pick up that title, have to pick mm-hmm. up that responsibility because you're not. But um, I do think it's for men to lead, um, for you to lead uh, your household, uh, be the, in a sense, be the captain of the ship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To uh, lead your wife, lead your family and things of that nature. But when you fall short, you know, this have to take over because you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a man. Some some women, I'm not gonna. Um, I think that's usually how it is. But then some women are also called to be leaders. Mm-hmm. I think it's not as um, well for me. I um, I don't think um, I don't feel that they are uh, usually called. There's not more women leaders called than there are men leaders. But I do believe there are exceptions to the rules. So there are some women to be leaders. And there are some who had to be uh, become leaders because their significant other or things in their life have called them to move to that um, authority. Hmm. Okay. I still don't know if I won my argument, my brother, man. Man, we be having some knockout, dragout fights. I'm gonna make sure you listen to this because he's probably gonna feel very vindicated. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the 
baby, so I always fight though. I'm just like they, but that's that's I'm the, the youngest um, two of two sisters. I'm the youngest. I'm the I'm the youngest of two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an Aquarius? Just curious. Um, I am. What does that mean? <laughs> okay, I think I know because I, I usually get a good vibe off my fellow Aquarius. That's all. That's why I just be wondering. Oh, yeah. So I just too. yes. So can I ask you when your birthday is? February seventh. Okay, I was gonna say if you say twenty fifth, I was gonna come over there and smack you. But yeah, no, no matter. the twenty fifth of January. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so I was like, mm, I get a vibe. I always get a look of Aquarian vibe. I was like, I can feel the 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 Aquarian vibes from my fellow Aquarius. I was like, I think you're an Aquarius. <laughs> the thing is, I'm I'm not big on signs, nor do I pay attention to like you know the. The horoscopes and things of that nature, because I feel like yeah. I feel like they're so broad. They'll be like, "You're you're bold. You're a leader," and anyone will be like, "Yeah, that's me." So right. <laughs> I think I I I, must, I feel the same way, but I feel like sometimes they be pegging my behind. I'm like, oh, you know me. <laughs> Is this? Did I write this? But there's this, <laughs> I, I think like there's this? more. <laughs> right? I feel like there's more just like an energy. I don't know if this is like a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's or a vibe. Maybe just God was just like, I think you are, are, are similar. Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so like, Yo. He's like, he's a real one. You gotta be an Aquarius. You gotta be an Aquarius. Let's make it Except people always say that Aquarius men are, are crazy. I was like, I've met several Aquarius men and I've been cool, so I don't know what it is. So that's gonna be crazy. That's what some people say, like Aquarius men are I mean sure. Uh, I mean I'm an actor. Trash. I, I, have been, I don't doubt. know. <laughs> You said trash? <laughs> Some people have said trash, but I don't say trash. So I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> oh, I was like, that one left. I was going to say crazy. It's like, I'm a, I was like, I'm an actor, so I have different, you know, I have a lot of different sides to me. I can be, but like, I don't think that's my nature to just be crazy. No, I feel like you seem very calm. And you probably, like you said, you have, we all have different sides. Like, Most definitely. I could be very hype or I can be very subdued and or I could just be in any anything in between. I've just we're just we're multifaceted people, okay, exactly. Brandon? <laughs> people are just not used to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well we're getting close to time, so I wanna go just into some just regular questions. Not so heavy. Right. Um so as an actor, who is Brandon's like acting uh, actor look who do you look up to as an actor uh, my favorite actor is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio oh, I but mm-hmm. I like the um, I like the variety that Will Smith has touched mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like action hitches com- uh, uh, rom- a romantic comedy you know mm-hmm. the television and sitcoms. He's done drama. Yeah. He's done all these things. I like the depth and the authenticity of Leonardo DiCaprio. Right, right. Okay, so I was gonna go into some fun stuff, but I, since you mentioned Will Smith, I, we gotta talk about it. <laughs> 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 I got because I talked to one of my friends about the the slap, and I like to. Can you give me your opinion and how you felt about the slap? Oh man, I love Will Smith too. But me too. Um, the thing is, I feel like it was it was forced. It didn't seem authentic to me. But the thing mm-hmm. is, I say that because we didn't see what happened after the cameras went off of Will and Jada. 
Because when right. the first joke, he's laughing. He's hysterical. Jada, obviously, she ain't like it. And Mm-mm. then we cut to him. We don't see what's going on. I don't know if Jada's like, yo, you need to, you need to go out and do something. Because that flip, it, didn't, it, it had to be he was truly touched or he was truly hurt by the reaction of Jada. Mm-hmm. But Jada looked like she had tougher skin. So I'm like, I don't know if that was the case. But who knows? She could have been extremely hurt. So it was to a point where, oh, no, nah, I can't let this rock. Right. But, um, or it was just like, mm, you need to do something to handle this. And right. we had to go out and do that. Because the thing is, if she was if she was hurt, I don't think, here's the thing. I think if she, I think if she was hurt, he could just go off and say, hey, Keep a keep out keep a name out your mouth. Keep keep a name out your mouth. Not him going up there, you know, making a scene and smack it. I think that sound like someone done told you to do that. <clears throat> Cause that's too that's that's too big of that's too that's too um that's that's two totally different sensations. Yeah. He was hysterically laughing and then now you wanna go up and slap him. That's a lot. Now you used to have to with some authority. <laughs> he sure did. And that was like <laughs> a form which was like uh like protecting his back he switched his back brought it back it was a very very uh, uh proper form he, he, he was looking like Thanos with the <laughs> <laughs> he had that finger he had that uh, yeah he had the five the five stones in that hand like oh my god <laughs> It wasn't a snap, it was a slap. And he just took the world out and changed the whole world in one moment. Right. <laughs> it was literally the slap heard around the world because I think I think it's a little bit I don't I'm mad that they're banning him from the Oscars for ten years. I think that's complete and over over exaggeration. But something has to be done though. And I get that. Like ten years though. 10 whole years. But this, is, but this is another thing that I got too because you you see Will Smith on it every day. He know he you know what comes mm-hmm. with the uh you know what comes with the territory of being who you are. Yeah. You can't act like that. Everybody has jokes and you just you know you continue. The thing is that, <laughs> that joke would have been brushed off five minutes yeah. later. No one was going to remember that. But because you did that, everybody remembers the joke. Everybody remembers the day you finally get your Oscar. Mm, I know. And it was such a beautiful that. moment for him, too. I was like... But it's just like, that's a lot, that's a lot to go into that. So when I see mm-hmm. that, I'm like, Will's going through something. For him to allow that to happen, yeah. I'm like, he's, you know, he's going through something. And sadly, you know, um, again, I love Will, so I don't want to bring all this stuff up. But it's to a point where He's done, he's like joined social media to revamp his career because after Earth, yep. after, after After Earth, it was like, phew, like he lost a couple, you know. He lost something, yeah. Except, yeah. oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I was going to say, because there, um, there's, he had a production job, I think it went left after that. But basically, mm-hmm. he came back with social media and then Jada jumped on social media. But since Jada, these last couple of years with Will being in the negative spotlight, it's been surrounding Jada. Mm-hmm. So it's been like ah, so that's just been my thing. But I think a lot of these things have been, you know, it's surrounding Jada. Obviously, they're one, therefore it's both of them. But for the most part, it's rooted from Jada. So I'm just like, eh. so that's my thing. Um, see, because like I am, I am. It's such a nuanced situation. It's no, I feel like now. So I was like, damn, I hate that he had to commit violence on screen. I wish he would have just shook him. 
or just like, bro, keep my name wiped out your mouth. I just wish he did not cock that Thanos arm back and slap him across the <laughs> face. Oh, but the <laughs> because like I, I don't care about respectability politics because I think there's a lot of like when when people when white people were in it or some there's like three different camps. There was a camp that was like, oh, don't do this in front of white people. I don't care. White people have done a lot of crazy stuff in the world. So yeah. they need to calm down. Y'all can't say nothing. Y'all can't judge nothing or nobody. So that was the camp that a lot of people fell in. A lot of people like protect black women. I was like, yeah, I was in that camp too. That I was in more of that camp. And then other one, it was, then there was also a camp that seems they were just mad at Will for defending Jada because Jada cheated on him. Nah, I'm not rocking with that. Cause I mean, that's you know, that's your wife. You do what you gotta do. But I think right. what he did was over the top. I think all you had to do was yo, 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 stop, <clears throat> stop putting your name, stop putting her name in your mouth. That's all you need right. to do, and make make that known. You don't have to walk all the way on stage and You could have handled that in the backstage. Man, well, he could have met him backstage and slapped him. That would be fine. Right. But I think or, in that moment, you just like yo, yeah. stop talking about. It. You know, I mean, leave her alone. You don't, but you don't know what the fuck she's going through and things of that nature. And that right. would have been it. You don't have to do all that. I just wish he would have just said, "Keep my na- wife's name out of his out of out of your mouth," and that's it. That was enough for me. Exactly. I was just like, "Ooh," because that like seeing him in that level of anger was definitely like, not the Will Smith that we know. Yeah, that's all because you yeah, that's all. I was like, "Man, I just wish you just stop, just didn't like." Because because to me, if it was me, I would have grabbed his hand like, "Baby." He got this. So that's why I wonder too, like you, like, so what did was it the look? Did she say get him? Whatever. But I just would have, I would have been like, Mm-mm, we got Some, this. Something had to have been said. Cause you could have seen her face and I would have been like, yo, you know what I mean? I think that's words at that point. Cause I was laughing. And then, yeah. And then to have that level of anger out of nowhere, I think it's something force. It seemed force. I think there was mm-hmm. something behind it, but I, it looked more force. I think yeah. it was been like, yo, 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 chill out. We're not doing that. And if he was right, like, what? And then it'd be like, what is the Jane joke? That at that point, that's when you walk up like, yo, I just told you to stop playing. Like that's a more realistic reaction as opposed to just laughing, yeah. cuts me walking on stage and smack the heck out of somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, the slap, oh, slap her across the world, man. Mm-hmm. I just, I just hated. I, I hated that it had to happen. But I think it, it brought up some conversations, and I do agree that he should definitely have. There are consequences to his actions. I just. It also brings up another thing for me. There's always an overreaction when a black person does something versus yeah. when white people does something. Absolutely. Like I'm like, they bet not take this man's Oscar. This man has worked his ass off in Hollywood mm-hmm. for what thirty years now, or thirty some plus years. Yeah. He's made the Hollywood money out the butthole, and y'all are not going to take this Oscar. I don't think he should have been banned for ten years. I think a year, pay a hell of a fine. And mm-hmm. I think maybe suspended suspended for a couple of years or a year from the Academy yeah. because there is people doing worse things in Hollywood right now than Will Smith. And I think Absolutely. they're making an example out of him, which to me is not fair. Cause I'm like, what about the Weinsteins, the Spaceys, the, the Woody Allens? Cause some of these folks are right. still, so, Woody Allen, I think he still makes movies and he a whole groomer. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's just that part makes me mad. I agree with taking responsibility, definitely. Um, but yeah, I, thank you. I like getting your actor, black actor, man actors, point of view. 
No, no problem. But that's another thing too. That's another thing we have to keep in our minds because us being black and being in a certain level of status, it don't even have to be a mm-hmm. level of status, just knowing who we are. We have to walk a finer line. And he knows yeah. that. That's the thing. So like so, so to do that is kind of like, what are you doing? You know, right. so you know, you know, the weight it already is to be black and then to be at that success, you know, you have to walk a tight rope. And he's done right. well. So for him to have that to have that moment in his shining moment is like it's so uh. deep. You know, maybe the maybe the devil really got him on some on some. Right, cause cause what did Denzel Denzel say? He said because he he said in his speech that Denzel told him that when you're at your highest moment, the devil will come get you or test right. you or something. And I was like, man, no true words have been said. Most but definitely. that's but the one thing though, I wish that we could rest. Black people cannot rest. Yes. And I think what that showed is that we do need to have rest and we need to be human because thing is we put ourselves on a higher pedestal because we have to because we have to be 10 times better to be even seen but i think that also showed that we need to humanize ourselves because we're not machines we're not slaves anymore and we're not machines we have we are like we talked about in the beginning we're human and we have emotions and we need to be able to be seen because if a white person would have done that they probably would have said, oh, he must have had a breakdown. Oh, he's been so stressed out. Exactly. Oh, he's done this, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Because we, are, we as Black people, we don't get youthification. We get adultification. White people get youth, youth they get young, you know, like um, during Trump's administration where they were like, was Donald Trump Jr.? He sat mm-hmm. down with the Russians. They called him a kid, and he's 35 years old. He's exactly. a kid. He didn't know what he was doing. What? Come on now. He knew exactly because he's 35. Exactly. So I, I think there's this the slap brought up a lot of conversations in one, we need to rehumanize ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's on a platform, but he also is a man and he's a person and he's tired. Yeah, and I think this actually comes full circle for our conversation yeah. because, yeah. again, Will Smith knows knows what it is to be at this level. So for him to go through mm-hmm. that and to do that, I think yeah. he he is and what or was and or is going through something. And yes. I feel if he took the proper uh, ways care. to cope and care for himself, that wouldn't have never happened. Because right. um, especially now with him being on social media and being as big as he is on social media, I think oh, it yeah. opens another realm and another. Uh, space for people to look at you and be in your space. Yeah, because it it brought us into because I know that like a lot of celebrities are very close off because they are public figures, but mm-hmm. he did bring those bring us into his world a lot more, which I think definitely helped his brand because like he was kind of elusive and we didn't know what Will Smith did, but we always wanted to know. But now we know. We think we can be. We can have all these opinions and conversations. But I'm like, no, nah, he's still a human. Yeah, but that's where the demons come in too, because we're at when we're mm-hmm. at that level, you you bring there's a spirit that come with it. So it's like especially yeah. being social media, everybody's in your stuff now. But if you know yeah. since he's joined social media, you know, he's had some successes, but now you see more of his uh his pain is right right in everybody's mm-hmm. hands now. Yeah, you know, sure. August and the marriage and this and like everything is like coming out and it's just like Lord. Mm-hmm. And so point where how can I rest i feel like everybody knows me now everybody knows yes. what's going on 
Yeah, I agree. It's tough. It was hard because it's like, as a normal person, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't have all these people in my ear, but I know with me wanting to do this podcast and build, building a platform that comes with a certain level of responsibility, but definitely not on the level of Will Smith's or Batman. He is, he is the, he is just a deity when it comes to acting to me. Like he's, just, he's on that higher echelon of acting where you just like, that's who I want to be, you know? Most definitely. <laughs> All right. But one thing I want to say, this is kind of a side note. After Earth, have you rewatched that lately? Lately? No. That was okay. terrible. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. Let me, okay, let me explain. Oh my let God. me explain. Okay, I have to digress because people they think should... I thought that too. Let, just hear me out. Just hear me out, okay? Jaden should have never had that role. <laughs> No, okay. I, no, okay. I want you. Okay. So I may have a different, I have a different opinion. And I, I, I'm trying to slowly change people's minds mm. about after because I was like you. I watched it. I went to theories because I was so excited because it's Will Smith. And I liked, and Jaden was after, you know, the Karate Kid, whatever. So. It was ter- it was beautifully shot because it was so different. Like it's still a beautiful movie, but it had no context, and it was and it was definitely because it, it dropped you in the middle of a story that you had no idea about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're just like, why is this accent weird? What is this? And it 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 did some things. But if you rewatch this as an older person, right, why, going why through would life, I do it just just to get. Just to try it out, because I did, because I, I rewatched certain movies, because I'm like, is it as bad? Because, okay, so side note, my, my, I lost my dad in 2018. And I lost so, my mother in 2019. Oh my gosh. Oh, Lord have mercy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for cool. It's so hard. It's, it's the, that's like the gut punches in your chest and it rips your heart out. And so, so I watched that movie and I saw it what it was supposed to be. It's a story of a father and son having a relationship and you are trying to get out of your father's shadow. You know, you work, you, you work, you, you did your whole life emulating him, but then you become your own person. And then sometimes your father will either leave you or he becomes silent and you don't have that guy. So you have to use whatever lessons that you've learned to guide your life and actually overcome your demons and fight the battle. That's what I saw. I cried like a whole damn baby. Wait, because it was bad, or because you got the, you got the that's what I that's what I got from that movie. I'm playing with you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, just give it another chance. It actually was not that bad. <laughs> I didn't know if you was, I didn't know if you was crying because you got the, the realization the realization of the story, or if you cried like this movie is still really bad. No. <laughs> It's a lot better now when I see it with grown up eyes, with older eyes. Because I was like in my late twenties when I watched it too, and I, you know my dad was still with me. I didn't have I didn't have those big traumas yet, you know. So when that big trauma hit, and then so now I'm looking at it, I was like, oh, <laughs> just give it a chance, just give it a chance. I I just dare you. I... <laughs> and and what did did you what did you think about uh, Gemini Man? Okay, that was bad. <laughs> no shade. I just, it didn't no. make no sense. It yeah. was good. Like, it was a good action, but it was kind of bad. But at the end of it, I saw the, the face thing messed up, and it was like, 
Oh, it did. I didn't know that. The little, the young Will looked like it was. It looked crazy. But the thing is, please don't think I'm. I, I love Will to the bottom of my heart. But I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, me too. I watched that. Like I think it, I watched it in 2020 because it came out in 2020. I think. And I was just, I watched it. I was watching with my mom, and she was like, "This is not good." I said, "It's not." <laughs> The action was good. The fight scenes were good, but it was just the something. Was bad. Yeah, something about it. The acting just just wasn't hitting. No, but it because it, 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 it wasn't. It was really because they had a director that they brought in. Mm-hmm. I forgot he did something else. It wasn't really his thing to do that. But the acting all around wasn't great. The writing wasn't yeah. good. And it's just yeah. Yeah, I think that's you're right. The writing just didn't hit. It was just something about it. Because I was watching, I was like, this is just feels so stilted. But Bad Boys Three, Four, Three. Was it four? Three. Three. <laughs> three was good. I liked it. I like Bad Boys Three. I was like, yes. I like. I actually liked Bright. Bright was good too. Bright was cool. I like. A lot of people don't like Bright. I actually like Bright. Me too. I like fantasy stuff. It was. It was a. It was a fantasy cop drama, and it felt like old Will Smith to me. It felt like he was. That's when he was starting to come back to his, you know, his his brand. His kind of like cop, but. I don't know. I thought it was good. That's, that's when I was like, oh, he's coming back to himself. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that was his first movie coming back. Yes. You know, been, I agree. He was, he was gone since After Earth. <laughs> he was like, he did other movies, but I get it. But no, there was a lot of movies. He did a lot of movies that just didn't hit at all. I remember, like, man, nope, I'm not going to see that. I'm not interested in this card game one he did with Margot Robbie. I remember his movies, oh, but I did man. not watch them. That mm-hmm. one, I watched it like two because t- again that one I didn't get but I'm like I like Will I, maybe I'm missing something but I didn't I didn't yeah I think it, it was just, I think yeah, writing, I think I think I think it was the writing in that too because Margot Wright yeah. is awesome he's awesome I just the writing was like what's going on I think that's probably what it is he hit some he hit them right because if you got a bad writer bro like these movies just don't be hit yeah because uh, you could do as much as you can but like and then it's also <laughs> in the, the editing room so it's like if you take some mm-hmm. spots out it's like wait. Why is this happening? It's like certain things just didn't click. It just didn't click. Because I know, I know, I know exactly. It's the After Earth, that movie, and then it was Concussion, and then it was, I think that was something else, and then that's when I think he did like a whole revamp. And Mm -hmm. that's when he started doing social media. um, Bright came out. He did the 14th Amendment uh, documentary, which is amazing on Netflix. Like, I think I tried to get into it. I never continue doing it. It's good because they do this little thing where like different actors portray different civil rights or different um different um people in history. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. He wasn't even in it that much, but it was I learned so much and it was so good. So anyway, the moral of the story is I love Will Smith. I think he's definitely still gonna come back from this. Uh but I think I think he definitely I don't I think he is, like you said, going through a lot that he's still not showing us. And yeah. that's okay because he doesn't have to. Exactly. But if yeah. anything, it, when they want to take it out, it's going to be on the red table talk and he's going to be like, why are you doing this? I think, yeah, because there was a video. I'm going to send it to you after this that um, apparently Jada put up there and and it was like, he was uh, filming. He's like, Jada, you know, I don't like to be on camera. I, social media is my bread and butter. And I do it, he does it very, um, what's that word? Uh, intentionally when he right. does it. And so when she did, he just looked real upset. I'm just like, oh my. 
Mm-hmm. And my friend, and I, I hate to even feel like this, but my friend was like, I think Jada is a narcissist. And I was like, That's I said, no, I don't think so. But then after seeing that, I said, I think she is a narcissist. No, she She's, very much is. And that's why it's kind of what a, I was touching on. Because like, yeah. a lot of his pain, as of recently, has been rooted from Jada. But Yeah, I know. I didn't want to believe it, but I, I've had, no one really wants to believe that women can be narcissists because we women, we have the both the duality that we're seeing either as meek and mild, but we don't we don't show a lot of the the narcissistic tendencies that women can actually have because unfortunately men carry the burden of being the the scapegoat right now. But I'm like, women are trash too. We all are trash. Mm-hmm. Everybody can be trash. Mm-hmm. I'm more of an equalitist, like Hey, women can be trash. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just as trashy as men can be, honestly. And because we've we've learned it, you know. But anyway. Yeah. <sighs> well, I think we've hit that we're a little bit over time and I don't want to keep you forever. But there's one well, I would keep you forever, honestly, because we've been a great <laughs> conversation, Brandon. Like no, I love this. And oh, can you can you tell us anything about the your, your movie, the the Lifetime movie, or is it you gotta kind of keep it under wraps until it comes out? I don't know how that works. Um, honestly, I don't know when it's coming out yet. It was actually a Christmas movie, but it's called. <sighs> I think I can it's a uh, Ginger Snap Christmas. Oh my god! So are you? So can you tell us like your character, or can you give us some info, or are you gonna wait? Um, to be honest, I'm um. Let's keep it short. I'm the brother of the main character. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, and it's black. Oh, I love that we're getting more black Christmas movies. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited. Ginger Snap Christmas. I'm definitely going to watch it because I used to did not like those Hallmark movies because one, it was just always white people fall in love, but now Mm -hmm. that I see black people fall in love, it makes me happy. No, most definitely. I hear that. Um, what about the pilot? Can you tell us anything about that, or is that kind of low key? That's probably a little more low key, but okay. um, yeah, it's a pilot. So um, there's already some. Um, my boy, he's um, someone I know is actually he wrote the book that we're actually uh, basing it off of. But, Ooh, um, can, can you tell us the book at least? Can I tell you? I can't tell you the book. Oh no! Okay, that's cool. I get it. I can just ask. You gotta ask. <laughs> oh, definitely. But, I'm excited um, for you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. But um, shoot that next week. Oh, he okay. um, he's told that he's expressed that there's a number of networks that are interested in it. So I was kind of like, okay. yeah, pilot out to uh, send out, and we go, um, we'll go from there. But I will. I'm actually a counselor in that. But that's that's all I was saying. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take those little tidbits, honey. I'm so excited. <laughs> Okay. Well, my last question, and then I'm, I definitely want you to make sure you let us know how we can support you. And, um, and when I put it, put the uh, episode out, I love to ask this question to all of my guests. But when did you fall in love with your blackness? Oh, let me tell you a funny story. <laughs> Please. <laughs> let me tell you something. Um, if y'all see me, oh, shoot, y'all, y'all probably see my social media. I'll put it out there. But, like, I'm light-skinned. Mm-hmm. So it was. I was like, I was in the first grade, and I was with my family. And my sister, she's brown skin. My dad, he's brown skin. So my sister was talking to my dad, 
whatever she was talking about, she was like, yes, yeah, so you know how Brandon's light-skinned, but he's black, right? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, I'm not black. It was like, Brandon, oh you're black. It was like, Brandon, you're black. I'm like, I'm not black. It was like, Brandon, you're black. I was like, are you serious? Like, you're black. I was like, oh, shoot. All right, cool. So I'm going to, I, go, I, I go to school the next day. Um, I was at school in the Bronx, PS97. And there was this girl in my class, Tianica. Yeah, yeah, I gotta give it a blackest name. Love you, too. Yes. <laughs> but uh, she usually in class, and she'll be like, "Shut up, white boy." So she'll, oh. she'll always say that, and I'm like, "Whatever." And then I remember we was walking, like class ended, we was walking. I said something to her. She was like, "Shut up, white boy." And I, I happened to be next to my sister walking out. I was like, "No, I'm not white. I'm black." She's like, "Brittany, you are not black." I was like, "I am black." She's not. She's not let her know. I'm black. She's like, "He's black." <laughs> she's like. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't never been so proud to be black. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of Trevor Noah, like and how. Oh man. <laughs> how it worked, and like you know how there's because he said his little brother explained because uh, they had the same thing. His little brother said, "You know how there's dark chocolate and milk chocolate <laughs> and white chocolate." But we're all chocolate. <laughs> like, that's how, we just come in different shades. <laughs> right. That's adorable. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've reached a great ending. Like, I really have loved talking to you. Can you please let everybody know how they can support you? And I'll make sure to put it in the description as well. Most definitely. Uh, everybody I had a great time with you all. I uh, love this talk. Uh, you can follow me and subscribe to me on I, um, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube by uh, Mr. Brandon Joseph. And one of my videos is actually on each platform. You can check it out on YouTube. Um, it's basically a love letter to black women. I'm say, simply saying black women, we love you. And yeah, just expressing my love to your blackness and just to uplift us and make sure we live in who we are and love who we are created to be. Yes. And y'all, let me tell you, because he did it. He looked you right in the eyes, even though it's like to everybody. And I felt it. I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you, King. We love you too. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I am so excited to see all the amazing things that you're doing. And I will be watching Ginger Snap Christmas. Like, every, I'm going to point at the TV and I'm going to be like, I interview him. <laughs> <laughs> and when you get your Oscar, I'm going to be like, I interviewed him. No, definitely. I'm not going to smack anybody either. Oh, uh, please don't get your Thanos hand out. <laughs> I just want, when you wouldn't ring your Oscar, I hope you remember this conversation and you have like all the rings on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably do that as an inside. Just have five, yes, five rings on my hand. Exactly. Just so I'd be like, can you remember? <laughs> nah, keep that in the vault. I'm going to do that, too. Yes, I would most definitely. I'm, and then once you do it, I'm going to replay it back in 2020, uh, to 2025. I don't know. We're going to win that Oscar, but I feel it. And I'll be like, he remembers. And I'm going to be extremely happy. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to be in the audience with you. And I'm like, yeah! Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it.
Yes, honey. Well, thank you so again. Thank you. I, I, this has been just the most great conversation, and I I got a lot out of it, and I really appreciate your perspective and. Just from a black woman speaking to a black man, I want you to be safe, happy, love, and just be able to express your vulnerabilities and just keep your mental strong and just keep doing what you're doing, huh? Well, I was definitely saying a thank you. This is an amazing platform. And I think you sent me uh, one of your uh, podcasts before. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, just your spirit, I was like, oh, yeah we definitely going to do this. So just say, um, I appreciate, you know, re- um, reaching out and for us to have this conversation. Just thank you. Much love and God bless you. Yes, sir. Thank you. And you have a great rest of your day and weekend. And this, I will put this out. It will be out. Not this, not the 11th, but the week after the 11th on Tuesday. So sounds good. All right. We'll be in contact. Yes, sir. Well, you have a great day. And oh, this has been your girl with uh, Cosines and Tangents and your girl Saint Nguyen. And as always, I love you and bye bye. Peace. <laughs>